do you worry that the lack of creativity that's being accepted is really going to affect jokes? Like, I'm afraid that that happens. That there's going to well, be a lot of like water, like same people just using the same jokes. Like, there's going to be creativity that's going to be like, yeah, it's already yeah. happened. And the thing is, the comedians that are actually talented have to take a risk and tell real jokes, and mm -hmm. it makes comedy kind of dangerous again. I think, I think Ari Shafir said that comedy is dangerous again, and yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, mm -hmm. It's dangerous and culturally, yeah, you might get canceled and blah 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 stuff like that. But it's even kind of physically dangerous. People like Dave Chappelle yeah. literally get yeah, attacked physically. Yeah, 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 it's actually dangerous. Um, and it, you've known me forever. I'm not a person who shies away, and I tend to go pretty no. far. Uh, but I, but I think if I, I think it's a good thing. I think with everything you need, like even with forest fires, like fires have always been needed to kind of mm -hmm. clear out certain areas, and then the remains that are left make it really fertile for that soil to grow yeah. even more plentiful uh, trees and plants mm -hmm. and things. Right, so you yeah. kind of need just a fire of talentless hacks to come through mm -hmm. and water everything down, just make everything garbage for the real comedians to, to show their talent and poke through the status quo of what is accepted. Yeah. And that kind of brings everything to a whole new level. Uh, I yeah. think it's kind of needed. It's annoying to, to go through, but mm -hmm. I think it's needed much like through everyone realizing the government is corrupt um, and us having to try and figure out how we're going to get past all this. It's mm -hmm. annoying and it sucks and a lot of people get hurt through it, but I think we're going to be better off because of it. Hey, how you doing, everyone? My name is Michael the Chairman, and this is Ryan Radio. And welcome back to the Walk and Roll Podcast. It's been a while, guys. It's been uh, about a month since our 9-11 special episode. Yep. Uh, which got yeah. uh, kind of a lot of traction online and um, a lot of <laughs> controversy. Well, people, were wishing, people were just wishing you a happy 9-11 because they know, all know how much you love to celebrate the holidays. Some people got the joke, and then some people were like, you can't joke about that. So I literally got some people saying too soon. And I'm like, uh, too some people soon. said too soon it was about... 23 years, or 22 years ago. Some people, said, years ago. Some people said too soon about our, uh, our uh, podcasting with Hitler episode. Mm, what are you saying yeah. too soon? So it's literally, you can literally say too soon about anything. It makes yeah. no, it's no... It happened in the 1940s, like 80 years ago. That's too soon, guys. Literally, so if we make fun of Abraham Lincoln going to a theater getting shot, whoa, too soon, guys. Too soon. Or no, or is that okay? Because, you know, they pulled out a statue, so I'm assuming that it's okay. We got some people who are angry about us making um, Abraham. We got, we've gotten anger on literally any joke or just conversation. It doesn't have to be a joke. Just kind of like a humorous conversation. Every yeah. single thing we post will always get a bunch of negative comments. for no, And a lot of them are just completely just misspelled grammatical errors make no sense Text verbally because it's, it's just amazing how uh people are like that but uh i've been having yeah. a fun time in the comments it's been fun for me oh well, yeah you love trolling people anyways but I mean, the thing is we troll each other all the time mm, like yeah well, i wore this jacket the other day and 
you know, I admittedly said, yeah, no, I do. You were saying I look like a pumpkin. And I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I look like a pumpkin spice latte. I look like... like a, Starbucks uh, sponsor us. Yeah, does Starbucks even want to sponsor us for this? Yeah. Um, Slap them on the It doesn't look cups. this orange in person. It's not that bad. But with the lights and the camera settings, I don't know. Yeah. I look like a pumpkin, but orange is still a fall it color. Fits the season. It fits the season, though. It fits the season of October. Yeah. So. What are you wearing? Is that a Halloween shirt? Yeah, it says Hoppy Halloween. Like beer. Oh, my oh, God. God. Beer hop, you know, <laughs> some beers, hoppy. skeleton hands. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, Walmart for that's five creative. bucks. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, get into the season if you know what I'm saying. We are, and we're Literally. hopefully, we're planning a special Halloween episode, which should be fun. We're both going to dress up, but we're uh, not trick or treating. That's for fucking kids. No, we're not trick or treating, but um, no, we're I don't, I still don't know what you're going to be. I know what I'm going to be, I think. Because to be honest, I haven't even decided what I'm going to be yet. If you really want to be completely honest, I'm like juggling a few ideas. I'm in and out of it. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Anyway, speaking of Halloween, uh, there is a big story going around now that uh, Velma is apparently from Scooby-Doo, is now a lesbian. And Shaggy, that that was announced the other week. And now Shaggy apparently is going to be black. Uh, uh, What's her name? Daphne Daphne is going to be Chinese. He's going to be Chinese. And then they made... But have you ever seen a Chinese redhead before, though? No, I haven't. I think, yeah, you know, no. but they, they want to put it in there, you know? They want to create uh, it in the lab. Yeah, and they're go, literally making her Wendy Wu homecoming warrior out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I don't get it. And then Fred's still white, and they made him, like, some dumb white guy. But apparently. he's the dumb white guy, you know? Yeah. It's always so, like how they make the dads now in every sitcom, like, a fucking retard. And then everyone's yeah. always like, oh, dad, you dumb idiot. You, you did this bitch. stupid thing. You dumb yeah. bitch. That's why, we're, that's why we want lesbians in this world, not dads. We want mothers. Just make a new show. Just make a new show. Why are you redoing everything? It doesn't need to just happen. It. Like, <laughs> they talk about cultural appropriation, right? Like, you're well, culturally yeah. appropriating everyone's childhood. <laughs> like, just make something new if you well, really want it to be that way. Then no one yeah. would have a problem. It wouldn't even be a controversy. Just no, do wouldn't. that. Why yeah. remake and change history? Like we always know that. Um, well, okay. I don't. Like, I'm going to call Scooby Doo history. Well, I'm just saying they go back and change everything. Like well, they have to. Why do they have every, to? Because 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 everything's racist. That's why. It's just racist because people racist. happen to be those characters were white, and that's just racist. Yeah, because everything's racist. Do you not get do you so, not get the memo from the last two years? It's so stupid. Everything and everyone is racist. Yeah, and if you're born straight or the characters are straight, that's homophobic. Do you see yeah. that guy Billy Eichner was saying that um all the people who didn't see his new movie Bros, which is about gay guys fucking, I guess, oh, the I, whole movie. I, yeah. Like everyone's homophobic who didn't see that movie. Including Obviously. he was saying he was angry at even uh gay people. Who didn't show up to go see the movie? The numbers were so low. He was well, angry that's at them. It's just the narcissism that's, that, is that's hilarious. That's literally this, the same thing as black people calling Larry Elder, Herschel Walker, white supremacist. You know? Yeah, they go. Like they go just, they're so narcissistic. Yeah. Like they go after their own. It's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These people, and the thing is, I bet you all the pe- like. There's so many cool, nice gay people that are probably like. Can you stop being a dick? You're making all of us look bad. You know what I mean? 
Like, dude, well, there's this cripple. Is, 100%. There's this cripple in Portland that's been going around attacking people who's like obviously what? mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. He's been going is around. Is he like in a wheelchair driving just hand people with a fucking stick? Yes. And the kneecaps? Yes. He's been Clocking, going around harassing people. Um, he's part of like Antifa and he's mental and he's doing all this crazy shit. Yeah, so he, he wears makes... a full Kevlar vest driving around with the fucking stick. Yeah, that's what he's been. He literally, I saw on uh, the Instagram account, what the Portland. There, there, I think there's actually two mentally ill handicapped people going around doing this. And this one guy uh, just Not started counting attacking people. He jumped out of his wheelchair and started attacking this one dude out of nowhere. And uh, yeah, you make all of us look bad. Stop it. Well, Some yeah, way. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm bet. It kind of like the, how all the women dressed up as green uh, and called themselves the Green Goblins in New York when they're beating up all those teenagers. I mean, oh, yeah, you told me briefly about this. What is this story? Yes. So literally there is literally these women that wear all green, like neon green alien spandex. And they call themselves the Green Goblins and they go around on tra on the subways and beat up teenage kids. I don't even like what the fuck. Well, literally, Hell's Kitchen is literally Hell's Kitchen. Like, you know that the chef, the, the devil's cooking something in that bitch. And, you know, he, he, he's chefing in that kitchen. I don't even know cooking what to say about that. Why are they targeting teenagers? Because it's New York. They didn't get away with anybody, get away with any of it because it's fucking crazy. I mean, was it like, Chicago? Do you ever see the story where, like, in 2023 in Chicago, they're making murder illegal? Have you seen this? And the police, I think it's Chicago. Purge? And the police, yeah, no, no, yeah. The commissioner came out, the police commissioner came out, yeah. and he made a whole statement about how basically the purge is going to happen. And police officers cannot protect anybody starting in 2023. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights and keep this in mind businesses and homeowners officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your residence or your businesses someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket you have to decide what level of force is required to remove them this is a massive threat to the residents of orland park cook county and illinois well you that's why really you could they, they could i mean but no legally yeah legally well yeah can't. if literally if if the democrats literally win the midterms which ain't gonna happen i mean you literally have the fucking pennsylvania dude that's running against dr oz who had who cannot even stream five words together like joe he's not fit for office and he wants to like get rid of two-thirds of the jail he wants to like free two-thirds of the population jails in, in pennsylvania i mean and like there's a story Wait, so like, is dr dude, oz the republican nominee now yeah he won it? Yeah. Well, he is, yes. He's going against John Fetterman. No, but I'm saying, like, did he beat all the other yeah. Republicans? To I'm a, yeah. Oh, yeah. he did, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a wild, bro. Dr. Yeah, but, but, you know, but yeah, but I bet you he has some good points, at least compared to John fucking Fetterman. I mean, this, is, this, this dude says Black Lives Matter, but it's the same dude that when he's a teenager, he chased down an innocent black man with the fucking shotgun and held him captive until the police showed up. What are you talking about? What? Yes. When John Fetterman was a teenager, he chased down an innocent black guy with a gun and he held him captive until the police showed up. And he was innocent. 
But John Fetterman just chased him down because, you know, obviously for reasons, you know why. But yet he the acts like he's born. did this. Yes, right. when he was a teenager, yes. <laughs> but guess what? But guess what? It gets swept all under the rug and it's and he it's all swept under the rug because he's a fucking Democrat. Or because he agrees with Papa Joe. Astounding. Astoundingly I know. hypocritically hilarious. Yeah, and I'm just excited did, like, for this. We I'm seriously are snowball. getting to the point where it's satire. Like it, you know what the Babylon Bee is, right? Have you yeah. seen it on Twitter probably? They're a satirical. Yeah. Like you, you talked about it. Yeah, they're like the Onion. Like they're the newer version of the Onion, essentially, where yeah. they write satirical articles that uh, a lot of them. There's like another Twitter account dedicated to just posting like all the times their satire has been right, and it's yeah. like, do you think we're in a parallel dimension? Like, well, after I think we're trying to wake up. From the, I think I think we're trying to wake up from the parallel dimension because you know the FBI now has shit on hunter which we already knew but it's it's getting so bad and so obvious that he's a fucking criminal that the fbi has no choice but to fucking slam his ass you know like you had tony bobolinski come out again on tucker carlson a few days ago talking about it and and, and, just and that, that guy was the their ex-business partner yeah and, and, yeah, and it's like they tr they try to bury him during the 2020 election, saying that he was Russian disinformation. You know, like literally, he has all the evidence, and it's fact. It's backed up by facts. And the FBI met with him and said, "Yeah, we'll get back to you." Never heard back from them. And then there was a uh, there was a jury going on about Hunter and Joe in Delaware, of course, in Delaware, and of course. You know, based on this whole fraud thing going on, who's the one person they didn't call to go to the stand? Tony Bobolinsky. Shocking. The one guy that actually has and like, Delaware the is their Evans. home state. That's where he was yes. senator, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you and, can just and tell the whole that thing is about like, basically their deals in Ukraine, which yeah. kind of led to everything that's happening. Well, now. not just Ukraine though. I mean, literally, freaking Hunter sleeping with with spies. You know. Wait, wait, yeah, Hunter slept with spies? I thought that was um, yes. Eric's Solwell or whatever his name is. No, he also did. No, he also did. Yeah, no, he literally like, yeah. was. I don't know if he married the Chinese spy or he was just fucking her for a long period of time. But that's so wild. And he's still, uh, I think he's a representative, not a senator. Or is he a senator? I Eric Solwell? Either way, he's, he still has his position in government, which is yeah. fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's fucking funny a like, Chinese spy, and it's like, oh, it's yeah. fine. Excuse me, but it's not like, yeah. I just I took a sip of water and went down the wrong pipe. No, oh. but I mean, it's just obvious that it's just so bullshit, and I can't wait for the snowball effect to happen. You know, like it's all going to come out. They're going to put him in the slammer. The thing is, like, even if Republicans get elected in all these places, they're not great either. Like, we need. The good thing is there are a lot of Republicans who are running that are not necessarily Republicans, but like, let me say, not necessarily establishment Republicans. They're just yeah. people that want to do the right thing. That's good. Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of Republicans running that are establishment, I don't know if the right word would be shills, who are going to do whatever their interests, like special interests mm -hmm. say, like the same old, yeah. same old shit, you know, mm -hmm. the other side of the coin. There are yeah. people like that, too. And if you just vote Republican, no matter what, like, it's not going to just fix all the problems. No, we just need not. good people in general. Like Dave yeah. Smith, who's a, a comedian and a libertarian, 
he's been posting, and he was on Joe Rogan recently as well. He posts a lot of great content about the Libertarian Party. And I think that would be a great third option to kind of break the divide in America, just to try something completely different. Yeah, but no, because they're all about complete freedom for the most part. I think now this is the time, you know, the Democrats, you know, all those people, the far left, the woke got their, you know, got their wish and got the all Democrats in the Senate and stuff like that. So now it's time for the Republicans to get what they want. And now the Republicans are going to take over the Senate in the midterms. And while it's not great, we need to have like good Republicans and down the middle. Honestly, the Republicans are are going now are much better for America than the Democrats that are running right now. Yeah, at least they like have AOC, to pretend to be. Nancy Pelosi. Like, yeah, I think I mean, real woke shit happened. Like, people used to pretend to be woke, which was, like, just garbage politics, like identity, yeah. stupid stuff. But the real being woke is kind of what Kanye talks about, about, like, really waking up to, oh, the establishment's been manipulating all of us and dividing mm-hmm. us, and now we're all waking up to that and putting good leaders into positions. I've been agreeing a lot with Kanye. I've never thought this would happen. But I, I really, I love all his music. I've been listening to a shit ton of, I'm a huge Kanye fan now. Mm-hmm. And the, he, uh, you're going to get a white lives matter shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd get shot, Ryan. <laughs> um, but what they did, Kanye West and Candace Owens, uh, Kanye West is literally selling white lives matter shirts and they both wore them to, was it the Paris fashion week thing? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, my reaction. Dude, I, my you gotta life. give him props, no matter what the balls it took to do that, going into full enemy woke garbage territory. Well, Connie was like, already there, so it didn't really matter how like he was already there. I mean, he came out. You know, he publicly spoke highly of Trump, and he literally his closest friends and people who I know, but with I think that's another told level. Him his career was fucking over. No, but I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're already in hell, are you going to, like, what are you going to do more that already gets you more in hell? Like, he's already there. He's just going to keep doing it. Well, a lot of people could cower, and Kanye has gone the complete other way. And he talks about how the only audience he does, needs is God. And I respect yeah. that entirely. I, I'm a huge I just, fan of Kanye. I just saw those shirts. I'm like, why? Like, I, my first was just like, <laughs> why? What, what's well, the I point? think what he's trying to point out is that, like, it's... Like saying why white lives matter is as silly as saying black lives matter. Like at the time, BLM, like the, the idea behind it, we talked a lot about this when it first started. Yes. Like saying, like, hey, as a black community, we feel disproportionately affected by police brutality. I think everyone could get behind that message. Yes. But then it became a scam organization, which they dive yeah. deep into. Where, like, right? the leader, where they stole the a bunch of money the from the people who were supposed yeah. to help. You yeah. Know? Like the leader of the organization bought like a $4 million mansion the other week. I mean, yeah. really? They like, yeah, no, but yeah, like, uh, it was like a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars yeah. got stolen from their funds. Yeah. And Instead it's like, of being who could support this matter. organization at this point? So I yeah. support the White Lives Matter as a contradictory statement to the silliness of still believing in the organization BLM. We both believe in the message about helping yeah. that community, but yeah. the organization's like, not a good thing. That's the ultimate scam. Like, you say your Black Lives Matter and you raise all that money, yet your money doesn't go to Black Lives; it goes to your own life. Wow, how right. nice of you! Like literally, you could repair, black, uh, you know, uh, black communities. You know, Compton, you know, Harlem. Not even that, but you know, other communities around the uh, United States where they were, you know, where they should get it. But no, you, it's just a, a like a message, just for you to make money, so you could sell out and you buy yourself a nice mansion. Because my Black Life Matters, according to them, but not other Black Lives is what you're saying. Well, those people are just narcissists. They're just, 
it doesn't even matter what skin color they are. Uh, it could be a white person, black person. These people in positions of power who run, you know, charities and then abuse yeah. and take all the money for themselves. It's happened in so many different charities over time where people yeah, have gotten yeah. caught. And it's just yeah. bad like people take advantage yeah. of uh, tragic situations. Yeah, like Brett Favre did that. Yeah. Like quarterback um, for Green Bay Packers like took some of his charity money and took taxpayer money from lower-income communities to help build his college. He went to a new volleyball facility. Like he just illegally did it. So like, wait, say that again. He uh, he took money from his charity and he took tax. He worked with the governor of uh or the mayor of of Southern Mississippi, and he took they took money from taxpayers instead of going to the state. They oh. they took it and put it towards a new volleyball facility. You know, oh, that's because nice. Brett because Brett Favre's daughter was going there or whatever or something like that. So he was looking out for his daughter, but I'll mm -hmm. take your taxpayer money to build that. You know, I won't take yeah, yeah. my own money to help build that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just everywhere. It's literally everywhere. But it's funny that you're talking about like all that. Like, where the hell is Liz Cheney? What happened to the uh, de January 6th committee? Oh, because she got voted out. Now it just doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah, Shocking. I forgot about that. She's gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she lost. And then now so, I So have things not are heard. kind of turning around. It's, it's hopeful. But, you know, what's not hopeful is... Um, that Russia, well, first off, Zelensky ordered, is ordering the U.S. to do a preemptive nuclear strike on Russia because yeah. Russia might use a tactical nuke, or I think it's called a low-yield nuclear weapon on Ukraine. Both things are fucking terrible. And then yeah. I guess Russia lost a nuclear submarine, which is hilarious because I just watched the movie uh, The Hunt for Red October with Sean Connery and Ali Baldwin, which is kind of about that. And I'm like, oh shit, this is happening in real life now? Yeah. Like, what the oh, hell is no. going on? I think of Red Dawn. Red Dawn is going through my mind right now. Like, just imagining, yeah. like, we're in a state of decay and just fucking Chinese fucking planes are falling over and just Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, the remade version hammer. is with China. It used to be Russia yeah. in the 1980s. Oh, yeah. And fucking Chris Hemsworth with his hammer going, you know, fighting for, fighting for America. <laughs> Yeah, I liked both versions. That was a good movie. Good. Yeah, that yeah. was a good movie. But it's, it's realistic. And well, then, you know, it's even really crazy that the Russians lost a submarine. I mean, how the fuck do you lose a nuclear submarine? I don't know. I just saw it, it on did. Twitter one day and I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. And I never saw it again. No one's talking about it. Have did you it get seen eaten about by it? I'm Godzilla? Like, oh, that just happened. Okay. Well, Godzilla ate it or like a, megal a, meg it's a megalodon. A megalodon ate it and just took it down to the depths. You ever see that movie with Jason Statham? Was it good? Probably, it was, probably it, was, it was entertaining. I mean, it's Jason yeah, Statham, so it's an entertaining movie, mm -hmm. but it's not great. Or, what were you telling me is like the new version of Fast and Furious? Oh, the Halloween movies. Yeah, that they're was coming it, yeah. out. The like what five hundred time. Of, honestly, it's probably five hundred. It's Halloween five hundred. Michael Myers returns, returns, returns with another return. That's what they should call it. What, you what know? is like his? I've never seen them. Is like, what is his obsession with Jamie Lee Curtis? Well, because they're 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 brother and sister, I guess. What? They're brother and sister. Yeah, they're brother and sister. And it, like the first Halloween was like a young Jamie Lee Curtis and a young Michael Myers, and you know I don't know how it went, but it just looks so fucking. I thought stupid Michael Myers. Oh, I'm thinking of maybe Jason that would kill all the teenagers. He, oh, at the on, camp, on the yes. Yeah, no. Well, at the camp, at the lake, yeah, where the camps are, because. And what is Michael um, Myers? He's, I don't know what exactly his background. I know Jason's background was when 
he couldn't swim when he was a kid at the camp and he got bullied and the count instead of the count oh, counselors had, well no instead of, again back then like this is the 70s or 80s so i mean it wasn't like this wasn't like some woke this is actually a pretty pretty fucking dark story and he couldn't swim and the counselors were not helping whatsoever which i mean honestly is terrible like if you're a counselor and you see like someone getting bullied and, like they can't swim and they get shoved in water I've like you there. should do something you should do something yeah and he drowned and he died so he came back to life and he kills every camp counselor that goes there <laughs> okay but were they different ones or the same ones it's different ones every time like every like, like camp counselors like no matter how many years like the camp counselors would go yeah but it's not he the would same slaughter people. they're not guilty well again i mean he's fueled by hatred for rage for for some reason i'm not saving him from drowning i mean you know, it's just a horror so, movie. I like how I'm making you yeah. defend the movie. You even have yeah, like you're trying it. to make me act like I'm like <laughs> I've created like the bowling claim. I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck happened to fucking um, Michael Myers. I don't know that one. Yeah, like, I'm not. Are you? Into I, I just horror know the sister. Fuck no, I hate horror movies. But now they're so bad, it's almost laughable. Like the new Smile movie that's out that literally looks like the the whole point of the horror is like. Like a, the devil or whatever is like smiling at you, and if you see someone smiling like that, you, like you're marked. It looks so fucking retarded. Well, then you have that Kevin Bacon movie on Peacock where it's a LGBTQ camp, and they're all getting killed by like some white dude. Like shocking, you know, like some straight oh, white God. dude kills. All. Yeah, it's like I did see a funny marketing campaign. I haven't seen the trailer for Smile, but I saw something on uh, Twitter about like the marketing campaign. Well, they'd be at the, the sporting events. They'd be at sporting yeah, they events. they hired like a sparing. bunch of paid actors yeah. to go around to sporting events and stuff. And then once they get on the like the big camera, they would just, just smile and make their eyes real big and be creepy. It's just stupid. It's no, just I thought stupid. it was actually a brilliant marketing move. Yeah, I wouldn't have known so about stupid. Smile unless I saw that. Yeah, no. The, the, the horror movies are so fucking bad now. You know, or then you got Halloween, which is the Fast and Furious the horror franchise. It's fucking Dominic Toretto. Michael Myers is all about family trying to slay his fucking sister, you know? So it's so yeah, stupid. I've, I've never like, been it's into awful. Horror. It's just kind of like, I, mean, I think real horror movies make you. Uh, the Purge is good. Actually, I did like the first Purge movie. It was, it was pretty Paranormal good. Activity is stupid. I mean, I kind of like the first one. Uh, the like Haunted the House. One. The Haunted House. The Wayne, the the uh, I can't remember which brother. Oh, those are it was, hilarious! I love those. Like that is a good. That's a good paranormal activity movie. That's yeah, hilarious. With the Wayne brothers. Yeah, yeah, and fucking um, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, whatever his name was. He's yeah, a he fucking a, priest. Yeah, yeah he's oh. the priest. <laughs> he's so funny. It's just a great. funny movie. You know, all the scary movies are great. Like fucking Shaq and Doctor. It's scary movie four. Like Shaq and Doctor Phil are in the saw the bathroom like they're all chained and the only way for them to get free is Shaq has to make a free throw and like Shaq was like one of the worst free throw player shooters ever in the uh -huh. sport of basketball I can't and he believe kept that break, and he kept breaking it and it was so it's just it was the idea was funny first of all Shaq and filth and fucking Dr. Phil are in the fucking same saw room it's just great idea like great just marketing and stuff and great idea. and then fucking Dr. Phil's like chainsaws his foot off to get free it's just so funny it's There's nothing so, like that anymore. There really isn't. No. Well, then, like, fucking all, like, Michael Jackson's in there, and, like, the tractor beam, like, would disintegrate all the people that shot it. But, like, the tractor beam kept shooting Michael Jackson, and it, like, shut off all the white of him, all the white off him, so it showed him as <laughs> him as all black, his true self. Then he got warped. Like, he got incinerated. It was so funny. Like, you just can't, you can't make those anymore. 
like we're fucking in scary movie one like scream stabs a girl and he pulls out like the breast implant or whatever they like, literally you can't do that we like, lost there's, silliness there's no silliness anymore no like there's no you playful, imagine, like, blazing like, saddles could you imagine blazing fucking saddles like let alone no. tropic thunder could you imagine blazing sat no but that's the problem no. is that like when people talk about blazing saddles, they go dude that movie's fucking hilarious like when people like nowadays people go oh my god that is so racist uh well that's the point I mean, is they're making fun of how stupid racism is yes that's like yes. people are, but that's how dumb people are i think what happened but, is our population got so big like from the year 1980 and now we went from uh just crossing over from 1 billion <laughs> to mm-hmm. like almost 8 billion i believe right yeah so what happened was like not everyone's retarded but because the n- po- number of population got this big the number mm-hmm. of retarded people got bigger too and those yeah. retards, as Zach Galifianakis would say from The Hangover, those retards, uh, you know, have a louder voice because there's just more of them. And they're fucking everything up for the rest of us, which is the yeah. majority of normal adult people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anyways, it's we got too political again. We, it's happened but, some episodes. I, I mean, it's happened some, but I mean, like... If we literally create a list of like all our topics we want to talk about, and literally, I swear there's always at least a couple that are because it's like it's always it, there's politics weaved in every like topic known to man. Like, I know. you know, the Velma's a black lesbian now. Like, I mean, why? Like, don't makes no sense. Like, fucking uh, the Tesla bot, you know, since Elon created it, they think that fucking Skynet's gonna happen because he's a Republican. You know, like it's just like it's just those things. He's not a like, Republican. He's just normal kind. He's down he, the middle. Fucking, he buys Twitter. He buys Twitter, and then everyone's threat like scare their free speech. Um, how soon do you think the sex robots are coming? Dude, the sex robots are already out. I mean, the like out. next level sex robots. Like literally, so Elon wants his robot, his Tesla. What do you bot. want? Like Detroit becoming human shit? Like what do you like? Well, what do you want? That's where it's headed, though. That's where it's headed. Like, how many men do you think are just going to, because there's so many incels out there now that want to play, you know, video games and stream on Twitch all day and have no game. And that's, it's happening yeah. more and more often, right? We've known a bunch of people like this. Yeah. Okay. And people who glorify serial killers, like love, love the new Jeffrey Dahmer movie coming out. Yeah. We know this. Yeah. That's another topic we can talk about too. But like, there's a lot of women that love all the serial killer shit on the other side. That is so fucking stupid. Anyways. So. What I'm saying is how many, what percentage of our population, if pe- for people who are worried about overpopulation, this might, you know, make them feel a little bit better about it because there's going to be a certain number of guys who aren't going to want a real woman anymore. They're just going to settle for a fucking robot that is basically a maid and a fuck machine, you know? Um, I was just watching an Always Sunny episode where Danny DeVito wanted a uh what did he call it he made charlie's mom like a fuck a fuck maid or something he called it a maid i can bang because i need that bang maid um where he basically did like, he turned fuck her it with the jersey mike sub what? did he like did he fuck the robot while eating a jersey mike sub no he made a huge a, a woman like a it was charlie's mom mm. Any, anyways like there's gonna be a certain number of men who are gonna give up on real women because they'll have basically a completely obedient maid slash mommy slash fuck machine. And all the anime fuck people out there, all the guys who want like some Asian sex robot looks like some anime chick, like oh, fucking dude, there's Diva gonna be, yeah, from complete, Overwatch. 
like they're gonna make like real life anime characters that they're that are just clean up after them and then they're fucking them hey you want katana from mortal kombat 9 here you go you know 100 percent. we're going there 100 percent. we are yeah the thing is if you like if you like a celebrity or anything like that you're gonna be able to like make that into a mold and have that be your thing like i saw like we talked about it before Whitney Cummings on one of her stand-up specials, she had a sex robot made out of her. And I believe people can order her if they want it. So that's that already happened a couple of years ago, even. So if you had to order future, one, if you had to order a female comedian sex robot, which one would you do? A comedian? Yes. Um, I can tell you right now, I don't know a whole lot, but if I had to do one, I'd do Sarah Sarah Silverman. I actually, when Sarah Silver when was uh, younger, I thought she was pretty attractive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know her. a whole lot about sure. she's her. Yeah. Her Whitney Cummings, uh, I guess. But but again, we're not touching the robots. Michael could use the robot for not sexing, but a lot of other like, daily routines. Actually like helping a handicapped person get things done. Yeah. yeah, or her Elon, can you make like have like a, a alarm clock put in the robot so the robot knows to go shake Michael out of bed or literally pick his ass up? And just carry him and throw him in the fucking shower and get the water going. <laughs> that would actually Literally be just, nice. I would, I would, yeah. Remember how the robot about, lands like, over and shoves you off the bed? Yeah, I really need something to like get me out of bed in the morning because I, I had a bit uh, a while ago about um, like I wanted to make a a service called Uber Beats, where you yeah. hire like an Uber driver the night before and they come break into your house and beat the fuck out of you till you get out of bed. Like I, I kind of need that so. I program program my robot to literally pick me up and just throw me out of bed. Well, if you need something to jolt you to wake you up, just get some anal beads and just time and synchronize them with the alarm clock. Like, do you hear about that chess yeah, player? Yeah, have a bunch of beads in my ass, and then like oh, have a timer go that? off, have the door close, and pull them out. What? Well, no. Did you hear? There's a 19 year old chess player who got caught cheating. He used anal beads to help, like, pr- like help <laughs> lay out like how to be play certain. I did moves hear and about stuff. that. And now they have to revoke his uh, grandmaster status or whatever. I don't even understand yes, how it, he did it. He used anal beads to cheat the system. For well, it's okay because chess. that means that well, that means if he goes to jail, at least ass is going to be loose. You know, going to so. go to jail for cheating in <laughs> chess. So no, you know that's I, not a jailable offense, Ryan. Well, I'm just saying, if he goes to jail, the ass is going to be loose for them. You know, I mean, big blue, yeah. big blue is going to have a field day with that one. You know, so. Um. Yeah, that, I heard that. I saw that story was crazy. Then you want to talk about like that Twitch, like literally. Oh yeah, I saw are, it today. Yeah, I saw it today on um Twitter about Adriana Chechik, who I'm sure most of you, if you're guys, know who that is. Um, if you don't, famous, very famous porn star. Do you know I Adriana? But right? I don't. No. Really? Yeah. Tom Segura and Bert no. Kreischer were trying to uh, get their wives to approve to uh, double penetrate her. <laughs> for one of their live shows because she offered she sent a message to them being like i'll i'll fuck you both at once and they're like oh Uh, (laughs) and they try to get their wives approved but they're like fuck no that'd be Um, scary but yeah yeah, i i don't know her star this porn star is now a famous twitch streamer she like transitioned of course uh, doesn't it take much i mean they're basically the same thing now at this point and um she went to twitchcon and she jumped off this thing into like a foam uh, like a foam like, but it, it wasn't even that high so like i was really confused apparently there how... wasn't enough there wasn't enough foam cubes in the pit 
and she hit like the cement floor. But how was the other back. girl that jumped in, like fell in there okay though? That's what know. confuses me. I should, maybe there was more. She was more in the corner and it looked like it was a little more piled Let's up. Let's be fucking honest. So I, she I probably know. got rammed in the back so many fucking times. It was already stressed and her just landing on it just, it was the straw no, that broke already, the camel's back. She already had uh, spine problems. And she said one of the discs in her back uh, slipped and in her neck, she had been fucked so many times, yeah. so hard from the back that her neck, I forgot the way she described it, but like her spine would pop out in her neck area a lot when she was getting fucked. Could so you imagine already, like, could you imagine fucking her bare ass naked and you just see her spine like shift mid fuck? You're like, oh, this is some demented shit. I mean, still not as bad as my spine. If I probably oh, hopped out no. that thing, I land on my hump and I'd put it right back in the, like, the correct position. That'd be good. You'd probably be like, oh, oh, I can walk. <laughs> yeah, I talk about like, cracking someone's back. Yeah. Like, you'd have Fucking to snap mine into, into place. Literally just drop you like Humpty Dumpty and just see if I'll break, like, put your back into the Dude, could you imagine being me when I was a kid where they were like, oh, holy shit, when they did my first x-ray? They had all the doctors rush in, like fellow doctors and nurses. They're like, fucking look at this shit. And they're all looking at it. And they're like, do you mind if we take some pictures of you? And I'm like, what? And they're like, we want to examine you for We need to send this to the studies. government. Yeah, yeah, no, they did. We need to send they this did. to the government. They did. Yeah. They took a bunch of photos on me and then like blurred out my face. And they used them to study all over the world when I was a child. Because they were like, yeah. This is some crazy shit, man. And I'm like, okay, I guess it'll help people. Well, because they, yeah, because they really wanted to, um, just because you're so common, they really wanted to understand how to help people like you. No, I'm so uncommon. That's why I'm saying sarcasm. That's why I kind of did a little jerk okay. off, kind of. But I mean, could you imagine just being in that scenario where? There's just nothing that like you could like you just like feel helpless. I mean, you probably feel helpless all the time. Like I know there's nothing they can do. Like there literally is nothing they can do. I mean, I've gotten that message so many times where I'm like, when I have a new problem come up, and I'm like, yeah. So uh, what are we gonna do about it? They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you yeah. mean you don't know? They're like, well, we don't really have any recourse here. And I'm like, yeah. and, and oftentimes I actually find that it's not true. A lot if you don't push. A lot of doctors who just don't want the responsibility of you as a patient will just be like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. And then I have to go and study stuff myself. That's why I know so much about medical stuff is because it's up to me yeah. to fix stuff usually. And then I have to get a new doctor and they're like, yeah, this is so fixable. And then other times they're like, no, this is really not, you know, you have, you're fucked. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But well, sometimes, lovely, there, you. sometimes there really are just a lot of garbage piece of shit scumbags who are not in it to be good doctors. They just well, did it, I guess, for the money. I don't know why. The and they don't want to do their job. So Yeah. And they want to avoid all like, and they want to avoid all the liability and sort of like You know I'd be blind, right? If I didn't if I didn't say fuck you to one of my eye doctors and go fucking figure this out on my own, I would be blind right now. <laughs> no, seriously. Dude, I mean I already there's... was legally blind, but I'd be fucking blackout just dead blind i saw i saw this video from tiktok the other uh the other day on twitter 
and I don't know what city it's in, but literally there's this car that takes like a hard left on a, on a light and flips over and everybody's like reacting. Oh my God. Then you see this blind dude with this cane, with the sunglasses and the cane going, damn, that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's what? pretty funny. Yeah, no, it's just pretty funny. The way he said it and everything was pretty oh, funny. Was he joking? Yeah, he was joking. He's fucking oh, blind. Yeah. He, how can he fucking see it? But um, some people well, had least, like, I was legally blind. I wasn't completely blind because yeah. I could see, I could make out uh, shapes. Like, for mm -hmm. example, you were just one big uh, blob because you're fat. I'm joking. Yeah. An egg, <laughs> you know, like an Easter egg. I'm joking. I'm joking. I had to. But no, I could, yeah, I could make out shapes and stuff, but it wasn't. Yeah. I it was so bad that I was legally blind. Mm -hmm. And while I was legally blind, I was one of the best in the world to Battlefield 4. For, uh, yeah, five at a years. virtual game. Yep, and a virtual reality. Yeah, better than everyone else in the world. As a mm. blind man, which for some reason you don't think is an achievement, I'm still proud of that. Ah, because it's it's literally a virtual reality. Like yeah, literally, when when how many dudes people beat, could do that as a blind I, man. When I when I get beaten FIFA, I literally have motherfuckers like messaging me GGS. I'm like I'm like I message them, bro. I don't fuck. Why are you messaging me? It's a fucking game. Like you really try hard that much of virtual reality feel like you have to message me after you beat me like why well, you used to be so into this we've had this argument before i'm not going oh, in to high school yeah because i'm yeah because i'd rage but like again and i, I was, grew this was up me in high school i fucking adult. beat everyone in the world as a blind person or bl blind blind child a blind child i wanted to say something i really want i had like i wanted there was something relatable to that that i wanted to bring up and tell you but i'm, I'm blinking on what it was it was oh god no i hate i hate when I have like an idea and I really want to bring it up and you, and I just forget, I, I just hate it because it that just, I hate that. I, I know. Um, what was I going to talk about? I can't remember. It's, I'm so infuriated, but at least if you're, you have a rare condition, but also you are a rare form of personality because you know, I am did, like we, we were talking about yeah. our, um, well, I first told you we were uh, talking the other night about like, um, Basically, I, I saw this random video, uh, like it's from a psychology channel on YouTube, and it led me to take a couple personality tests, and I found out that I have the rarest personality type in the world. I'm top point, I'm top one point five percent of the population. I'm the rarest. And you were, I had you take it, uh, like maybe a week later. And what were you? You're eight point campaigner. Oh, right, eight point one. Eight point. You're eight point one percent of the population. So yeah. we're both kind of rare. But mm -hmm. I, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense to me because I've never been able to relate to anybody I've ever known, mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, yeah. oh, this makes a lot of sense. And that's one big thing about the personality type I have is that you're always like, I don't fit in anywhere. It's because mm -hmm. you're super rare. Yeah. So and it's also probably because of my disabilities, too. It's both. But um, mm -hmm. that was just kind of interesting to find out. Yeah. I mean, in the scripts, sometimes how they could act, how accurate they could be. I mean, if you answer the questions honestly, you would get a very accurate answer. And when you read mm -hmm. the description about it and all that, you'd be like, "Holy shit, this is me!" Like, yeah. I, this is literally me. Well, I, yeah. So I read all that information, and then I did a deep dive on my personality type on several different psychology channels, and I'm like, I've never had anybody understand me like this, and it's not even a person; it's just scientific profiles of or psychological profiles of what i what i am and uh yeah it was 
It was interesting. Um, Did anyways. you imagine us doing that in high school? Hey guys, come fill your personality quiz. You know, oh hey everybody, look I'm this, and I, all their friends get together. Hey guys, and literally, I'm glad that we did in high school because you know people are just not take it seriously. Oh dude, my bro just said you know he answered this question right. You know this way, so I might answer it this way too. You know, like, I think there like, would have been a lot of uh, sociopaths in our high school. Yeah, like a lot, uh, yeah. a lot of sociopaths. Oh yes, a lot of mentally ill people. Yeah, just dicks. Anyways, I'd say mentally ill, but yeah. Well, there you were know. mentally ill people. We, I mean, we're lucky we didn't have a school shooter. At least we no, thought yeah. there was a couple. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. but we didn't have. Luckily, gratefully, we didn't have anything. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard too many of those going on. I don't want to jinx it in the yeah, knock on wood, is any wood here? <laughs> but um, yeah, though, I'm surprised that hasn't come back in a big way because of COVID. Oh, maybe because fucking hurricanes too busy fucking taking over Florida. So you know, it's like one natural like natural disaster after another. You know, next it will next will be a school shooter. You know, we're gonna we're gonna rebuild Florida. We're gonna think it works out well, and then boom, shooting in fucking Kentucky. I'm calling it. There's gonna be a shooting in Kentucky. Has there ever and, been a know, shooting in Kentucky? Where are you getting I'm Kentucky just, from? Hey, I mean, I didn't think there'd be a shooting in Texas, and here we are. There was. So, um, you know, I'm sorry, just a random guess, but we'll we'll get there. Trust me, we'll get there. Especially with the oh, midterms sure around the corner, we'll get there. Sadly. Oh, get ready for stuff to get caught on fire. Especially if the midterms go the way we think they will. Oh, shit's gonna get caught on. Yeah, we're more likely to have a shooting because of the midterms and maybe a school shooting. Mm-hmm. Don't way, wear any red or you're going to get shot. I mean, the, the crazy thing in Florida is like Ron DeSantis basically playing out said like, you're going to get shot if you come and try and loot during the hurricane. All yeah, the imagine trying to clarify to people that. that you're a Second Amendment state. Hey, guys, we're in America. We're only amendments is right to bear arms. But I'm going to clarify if people don't know we are a Second Amendment state. You know how big of a piece of shit you'd have to be to go raid people who are already just poverty stricken from from this disaster? Yeah, like, I you can have imagine. To be it. Such a piece of shit. Well, Michael, there are those such pieces of shit in the world. Oh, I you know. You have fucking dudes shoving Asian women in front of subway cars. You know, I think we that's have more fucking, mentally ill. We have fucking illegal, illegal immigrants crossing the border and raping three-year-old girls. I mean, you know, I'm saying it's like... I don't like, even want to hear that sentence. Oh, like, it's fucking terrible. Like, I mean, it's... This podcast like, has been a downer so far. I'm sorry. Because, well, because, you know what? Hopefully in November... I think you're a tired. You just ate. And well, I'm, hopefully, I'm hopefully in November. Well, I mean, like, what else? Like, what else is supposed to be positive? Fucking Russia wants to bl- nuke us. Fucking Joe Biden... Literally said two words for you, made in America. We fucking do can't even count three fucking words, you know, like we're fucked. Like, what do you expect? We're, we're going to be a downer. If there was a stock market, like if there was a stock market, like level to show like each country right now, our shit would be crashing like the fucking Titanic. Like we'd go under the iceberg. We'd be going fucking, you know, under the subterranean zone. We'd be hitting the fucking bottom of the ocean, motherfucker. That's where we're at right now. If we were a, a stock, is that what you're saying? Yeah, if we were if like if you had a like a like a graph of each country and you use a stock to show like if it's trading upwards or downwards, should America's fucking hitting the core? It's I, no, I think that's just everywhere. I think there's, I mean, I think we're headed downwards in a lot of ways, 
oh, we no, talked I think about towards the beginning, we're, we're rising a lot too. Like we're, I think it's just taking a while to get rid of oh. a lot of the evil. You know, I think we got to a point where we all understand now how corrupt all governments are. And it's been a big process to try and get rid of a lot of those evils. I think yeah. that's the process we're going through. So it's just been really hard. But I'm still optimistic, even though everything. Oh. The, only, the only thing that's the scariest part for me, and I think should be the most concerning for everybody, is the possibility of nuclear war. Yeah. And Tulsi Gabbard is the best at talking about this on her Instagram. Tulsi and, sums it up very well about the possibility. And imagine the going to war. possibility of nuclear war. Imagine going to war and we need our Federal Reserve of oil and fucking Papa Biden use it all because he can't fucking like go the easy way out and admit that he was wrong and find a way to get gas in here somehow. But no, he has to go with the woke on this Green New Deal. And the only way to so the only way to fucking save us is use up the reserve we have that's meant for war. And we're gonna have none, we'll get fucked. That's literally like like that's like losing the race before it's even started. Like if we start using more of that because Biden's fucking retarded and Putin decides to, I bet you Putin's like, yeah, keep using that reserve, please. Keep using all that stored oil. So when we, if there's a possibility of us going to war, you ain't going to have any. You know, good luck having fucking solar panels on your fucking nuclear bombs. You know, like that's going to fucking work. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. You lost me right away. On well, yeah. Do you not know about this? Like literally fucking Biden, the, the way to fix the gas prices is to use the reserve that we had that was saved for war. So imagine like we stock up on ammunition for war, but we use all of it. Well, to, you're like, telling to... me that we used our oil reserves or we are currently yes. using them? We are in currently time using them. What, what is meant for a time of emergency yes. is we're using right now. Yes. So I don't know why I'm losing you on this. Yes, that is happening. Well, because not everyone watches down. Fox News every day, Ryan. That's because why. well, it's, it's not my fault that I mean that that literally gives out fucking real news. I mean it's awful. Like in the the whole story, literally Trump had to deal to restock it and fill up even more and buy gas for twenty five dollars a barrel. The fucking Senate denied him. Now the Senate's allowing Biden to spend a hundred dollars a barrel, so seventy five dollars a barrel more expensive. But they denied it because it was Trump. I mean really, like you can tell where this is going. Like we're literally. We're going to, our fucking economy's through the shitter. Our inflation's high. Gas, like I said, we're using up our, our, for a war. Like, imagine, like I said, we talked about how, like, the only reason the Nazis lost was because of the metal shortage that we, you know, we, we blocked them from getting metal. Imagine mm -hmm. the Nazis using up all the metal before the war started and they wouldn't have enough metal to build all those fast tanks. The, you, you're going to lose before it's even started. And that's what's happening to us. Like, we're using up what we say. I mean, if, I mean, if we have a nuclear war, is not going to really matter because we're all fucked. So, well, no, I wouldn't say we're all fucked. I think I'd say Russia's more fucked than than we are. I think it would take more. I than would just... want to know if we, if Russia nuked Ukraine, they're going to have to send a nuke our way because they know that we're going to do something probably. Or other countries and are going to we do it. And if we nuke uh, Russia, is China going to fucking nuke us? Like I, I, I wonder how that would play out globally. Well, I told global, you, my remember we I, used to I, play I, game mode. Wasn't there a game mode in Modern Warfare Two called Global Thermonuclear War? Wasn't there? 
No. There's something. No. No, I told you my conspiracy theories. I honestly think that China's not going to nuke us because we actually work for China. I think that's why. I mean, like, literally, why haven't we heard anything about, like, we haven't heard anything like, about China. Off, if we have all these nukes go off, it's going to fucking, like, I, I believe it makes all these uh, radiation clouds or whatever, and it drifts all over the world and, like, poisons everything. Like, it fucks everyone, I think, with the kind no. of nukes we have now. I heard something like that. Yeah, but I, I bet you like those are not the tactical nukes because I feel like if well, we brought Putin the uses a small Moab, one, it might not be a problem. But if we use a no. big one on Russia, I mean or, the Moab, like the fucking we use on fucking Japan, the fucking Moab. Like, well, the ones the we have now are like a, a thousand times worse than that. Did you by chance see like the video of like of like a VR of what it would look like if you were in a nuke? No, like literally, there's a dude on like, there's a VR. Wait, and like he's if on you an are island. The nuke, or if you're watching, no, like so you're watching nuked. the nuke. Like literally, you're on an island. And you just see this nuke drop and you see just all like what it would look like and what it would look like if you were like that far away from a nuke. It's fucking crazy. Like just imagine just like standing there one day and going. Kind of like the end of Rogue One. Star Wars. Shit. Or Modern Warfare. The first Modern Warfare. Yeah. No. Yeah. But um, well, this podcast has been a fucking downer. <laughs> just well, everything. Hey, that, hey. This has not been funny at all. I'm sorry. No, because there's nothing this funny about it. Like, could you like, but what do what, what you think? I want to have a funny episode. This is kind of just if, well, a downer. Hey, if Putin wanted to nuke us, what city do you think gets nukes first? If, wait, say that again? If Putin decided to nuke the US, which city is he nuking first? I mean, probably DC. Yeah, or New York. He may go for the population. DC or New York, yeah. Well, yeah, can you, imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine the tactical nuke, the fucking Iron Man? Just like you just see Iron Man just come out of nowhere, take it into fucking space. It like would the be crazy Avengers. if Elon was hiding an Iron Man suit this whole time and just waiting for the right moment to really like use it when it's needed. We well, see I mean, Elon I mean, Musk fucking fly well, over. Honestly, it's. I mean, literally, they had those already. Have you not seen like the like the Navy? Like they had those hovercrafts, like the, the hover I mean, mach that's machines. Not Iron Man. That's I mean, not Iron Man. It's close enough. I mean, I feel like it's a little far fetched to create Iron Man in real life. Oh, I don't. Well, no, I think it's because possible. yeah. Well, you fucking believe that if you got bought, bit by a spider, you turn into Spider Man. So I mean, you know. No, I. D I mean, I would hope so. That would be cool. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, okay. I, I you, if you really I wanted you to break it down, if you genetically modified spiders, which we're making genified, genetically modified beings now. If you genetically yeah. modified a spider to have a certain kind of DNA where it bites someone, it affects their DNA to have some kind of powers. It's not like yeah. like nowadays, I don't think that's an insane thing to happen. Yeah. I think it's oh probable. I remember I remember what I wanted to say now. So make it things funny a little bit. Did you see episode eight or anything about the latest episode of She-Hulk? Oh, is it over? No, I completely stopped watching it. Clearly Daredevil finally makes a cameo and guess what happens? Does he the fuck her? Self, the, yeah, the self-righteous woman who is tired of getting catcalled literally slept with Daredevil. Like, she of course. I was right? God damn, I guess. Yes. Like, uh, hasn't she slept with like, a dude in every episode? Like, I, I only saw like, one episode where she fucked a, a doctor or something. Yeah, and like he's like, actually, I didn't like her because she was a woman. I only liked her because I had a fetish for the Hulk. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is this show? Yeah, but it's like, you know, but it's like self-righteous, you know, but it's like, she's, she's a fucking horn dog. She sleeps, she's a slut. 
She's a literal. Yeah, she's slut. twerking with Megan the Stallion. What do you think? Man? But it's funny how it's just it's 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 isn't it comical to you? Like I see this and I laugh. Like I laughed. Like you know, I go from episode one where I go, you know, I have to suppress my anger all the time because I'm a woman. I get catcalled and that pisses me off. So catcalling doesn't piss you off, but fucking every dude in every episode doesn't piss you off. Like you're a fucking slut. Did she really start yeah. fucking people every episode? Well, it seems like it. Like there's one one episode where she carries that like. They try to show like a girl's can be. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. But was there other that. ones where she was fucking? I think there's at least a couple more. You know, you know, like the daredevil. They like, must know that just... there's a lot of guys watching. They're just like watching it because they want to fuck the She-Hulk. Probably. He does the walk of shame. Like, they show Daredevil doing the walk of shame. Like you literally just see him like walking past a grandma with the, like him carrying his shoes down the down the street or whatever. Like it's just, it's just yeah like literally they showed like him like the next morning. Wait, so what? Fall. What he was humili- humiliated by her? I don't understand. Like what? No, happened? so like, so like the walk of shame is like after one I gotta, I gotta, stand. Yes, it's like we're like usually it's a woman, and the walk of shame is you can tell like her dress is a little like down. She's carrying her heels in her hand. She's walking yeah, yeah, barefoot. Yeah. yeah, but literally Daredevil was just carrying his shoes barefoot, doing the walk of shame like the next morning, like regretting what he did. No, they just call it the walk of shame. Like you just slept with something. Like he like. They call it the walk of shame because it's so obvious you can tell that you had sex. So pretty much it's kind of like the walk of shame. Like, oh, yeah, but what's like the political message sex. behind that? What, what was the... Uh, I don't know. But I'm just, was... I'm, well, I'm just saying it's fucking funny that the political message is trying to make like this be a strong, independent woman, yet she needs dick in her life like every episode. Like, it just, it just baffles me. Like, just like, it's almost like they're just trying to like mix message. Like, hey... You know, be a strong, independent woman, but also get fucked like Megan the Stallion. It's okay to just talk about wet ass pussy and get fucked all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm glad I didn't watch it. I'm glad I don't watch it. I'm I'm just excited because I know you are. I know I saw. I wish I can find that video for Ant Man the Wasp, but you would love that because I think that will that dives in like really dives into the whole loki thing and i think i literally could see you having a mind orgasm the whole time like literally go like yeah my mind just came my create my you know because creative of all the possibilities that could happen i was talking about this with tatum the other day about like the multiverse could you imagine it's like you know how we talk about a time machine what if there's like a multiverse machine or you could travel to another universe instead of going back in time well that's the power that uh, american chavez has like, wouldn't that be cool, though? I mean, wouldn't that be cool, though? I mean, imagine, like, going, you know... Oh, well, yeah, I mean... Like, say, say like, you know, you've... Obviously, this is going to happen. Michael's going to create this empire. You're going to be... going to create the chair... Michael, the chairman, chairman, Inc., you know, chairman headquarters, all this, you know. But you can go, you know, I wonder what it'd be like if I, you know, went another direction. Let me just go down to my, my basement, put a press couple buttons in my time machine real quick, and hop into another universe. We could go anywhere. I mean, have, you seen, have you ever seen Rick and Morty? Yeah. You know, I want you to be have? pickle. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Okay, so you know that he has like the portal gun and he goes to yeah. every different multiverse. That's that, that's yeah. definitely one of my all-time favorite shows. I love Rick and Morty. Morty, you know, Anyways. yeah. I mean, all right. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap up this episode. What was this? What was the, what was the clap? Like, I'm just saying. Like, hey, action! Action! No, no, no. Real, real quickly though, real quickly to end on a little better note, Michael. It's been a little while for him. But he's gonna try on Tuesday to get back up on the stage again and perform another um, set piece for the live, uh, the lovely audience that shows up at in Portland. Can you break us down what 
because you know you are the comedian of the of the podcast break us down what you want like what you expect your next set to be based on like what like are you gonna go Halloween theme? Or are you gonna go more towards your traditional 9/11 jokes? Are you gonna? <laughs> well, it's kinda... a little too late for 9/11 jokes, so maybe no, next it's year. Not. I... No, no, it's not. Never for you. It'll be Christmas, and you'll still think about 9/11 somehow. I mean, I'll never forget like, them, just like the <laughs> event. But um, no, like I, I think I'll probably do some Halloween theme stuff. I was I've been writing some uh, Jeffrey Dahmer serial killer bits um, that I might do, and. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can memorize it in time. I'll do them on Tuesday. Maybe I'll wear this jacket, be like a pumpkin. That'd be, but, that'd be uh, cool. I, I think you should wear like a black dress shirt under it, you know, pu- like looking like, you know, pop a, a couple top buttons undone, you know, show off the chain, the, the cross a little bit. Look mm-hmm. like a fucking Italian mobster. Yeah. Well, but I feel thanks. like, I feel like, well, no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm going to keep going here. We, we're trying to cut it now. I know you've, you're, you want to be a little down here. You know, I want to lighten this up a little bit. I'm trying to keep you. I want to get your uh, your mood up a little bit. You seem like I know we talked about a lot of serious stuff, but usually I was thinking we can maybe redo this episode. You're hoping, but I'm not trying to. It's fucking nine o'clock and I got work in the morning. So, but I mean, do you have you noticed any like sort of improvement? Like when you've written your jokes from the very first set that you've done it? to like even now have you re- like noticed any sort of like change in your creative process that makes you go you know huh I th- i'm thinking about this way a little quicker i'm coming with a better ways to reword these jokes to come in some sort of rhythm like have you noticed a, like a change that you kind of adapted to be better at a certain aspect of comedy i mean i'm definitely a significantly better writer now i'm definitely good at excluding things i don't need like I, I always tend to add a lot of words um that don't really add add to the joke. So I'm good at I'm good at cutting out parts like fat of my material mm-hmm. that isn't yeah. needed. So I can get uh less words to get to the punchline, which is definitely needed. Um I think confidence. Like I'm if I'm if I'm up there doing the joke, if it bombs, it bombs. But I'm gonna do it so hard. And so well that mm-hmm. it bombs because they're stupid and they don't get it. Yeah. So, like if I'm saying something, it's like I've definitely thought this through and I know it's funny and I'm going to give it everything I have. But sometimes when I've done jokes in the past, I'm just like, I mean, I've always done a good job, but I haven't done it a thousand percent, especially if I couldn't. Re- like my main thing is memorization. If I don't have it f- memorized just the way I want it uh, and I have to think about it, sometimes I don't go as hard on the joke. So my main thing I need is to just have it down exactly word for word the way I like it. And that's why it's so important to cut out the fat of the bits I am trying to do is so I can just have every word I need memorized the way I want and then really fucking, you know, deliver my punchlines well. Yeah. And uh, the harder I do it, the harder they laugh. And sometimes, um, if they don't laugh right away because they're shocked, I'll just stare at them. And then they'll don't laugh. Me. Oh, yeah, because they're kind of scared to laugh because a lot of my stuff is dark. Yeah. And then when I give it time to settle, then, then they kind of release that tension with laughter. And I, it's kind of like massaging, like uh, Wagyu beef, you know? I have to massage the cow a little bit, make it tender. Yeah. I kind of have to tenderize my audience. To make them accustomed to, oh, I'm bringing it, 
everyone else here is kind of, you know, they do a lot of woke stuff or mm. they, they're scared Shocking to really go all for it. And they have to, they have yeah. to realize I'm coming on stage and I'm different than everyone here. So I'm, I'm kind of bringing it. But yeah. And then do you think when you get more and more, more bigger, or I guess you say more big, if you want to be a grammar Nazi, do you, would you start incorporating your audience into your jokes or is that more of like a, kind of a feel in the moment kind of thing like i feel like if i was a stand-up comedian for me like if if i would get the audience involved if i am like blanking on like my next joke like if i have a massive brain fart mm-hmm. and i don't want to like just have this dead air i feel like then i'd kind of make a joke towards someone in the audience so you're saying like Do you crowd wanna, work yeah would are you going to be a comedian like when you get bigger would you like to introduce crowd work into your prepared work or do you kind of be like yeah i'll just do it like on the fly if i feel it or personally i don't i don't I'm not really, I don't think, a crowd work comedian. I think I'm a little bit more like Louis C.K. or uh, Tom Segura or George Carlin or something like that. I'm more of a kind of a scripted kind of person. Yeah. Like I, want, I have a way I want to say things that I know is funny and I want to get it. It's almost like I want to get something out of me. Like I'm putting on a show and you're here to listen to it. Like I'm, this yeah. is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely good crowd work comedians like Andrew Schultz, who is a master at his craft of both stand-up and crowd work. I think trying crowd work would be fun. I've never really done too much of it. I've gotten some heckles before, and I'll just kind of acknowledge it, like, yeah. I've gotten actually really good heckles. I've been lucky. Mm. Like they, yeah. People have chimed in at the right moment with some stuff I might even add to my act. I'm like, oh, that was actually really good. Um, but I, I'd probably start to do a little crowd work if I got a heckle I didn't like. And I probably mm-hmm. put them down pretty hard. Yeah. So part I guess of me is I, worried because I go so hard that I don't know if I can get everybody back on my side. Yeah. Or I don't want to make I, anyone I like, feel bad either. But. Yeah. I guess it does make sense that it's in a kind of in the moment kind of thing. So you really can't prepare for crowd work because you can't like prepare like, oh yeah, those girls are going to like wear this really ugly purple top. So I'm going to call well, it. That's like, other like, thing. The lights party. are in your eyes and they're really bright. Yeah. And I, yeah. you can't fucking see anything out there. Yeah. Well, that's my Unless next question. Front because... row, so it's like if someone heckles me from the back, I'm just going to, you know, you can't do much. So. Yeah. Well, that's like my next question is that like I've seen like David Spade. I wanted to go see David Spade when he came down here, but it was very last minute. The tickets were really expensive. He his stage is more of like a circular, like a, a, a circle in the middle. And it's a good, like people sit around him and he kind of walks around. Well, it's not, he, he stays. Have, that's just where he's going to tour. Like, that, that's the venue. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then you have like just a regular stage, like, you know, in the fucking junior high cafeteria. <laughs> Do you see like any sort of benefit? Like, I mean, I wonder if there's like, there has to be some sort of comfort. Oh, I, mean, I would love to have the big circular stage with, you know, a couple yeah. thousand people. But, but, but I mean, also like, would you, but would you also prefer though for you personally to just have like, be on the stage and just have everybody in front of you because I think it'd be less moving for you. You don't have to worry less about moving, you know, trying to work around the circle to catch everybody at least, you know, with your improved vision and everything. Everyone's just right in front of you. You don't have to worry about the 360, but I guess obviously that's the venue. You oh, know, I'd definitely be up for it, trying but... any kind of venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it would be fun. I, I like, I like experimenting and having new, new things thrown at me. But especially mm-hmm. like when you're working out new material, I think most comedians would agree with this is that you try it at smaller clubs and then as you are more confident in it and you get it just the way you like it and you're done. Like I think I'm pretty much done editing this bit. 
And then you're yeah. like, oh, I'm comfortable to then go around and tour with it or have more people listen to it versus like, you know, a hundred or a couple hundred people in a club hear it, you know? Yeah. 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 And I mean, and I also think like also to help as a comedian would be like, you seem to be like, uh, at least, you know, with Ronnie Dangerfield, he was kind of animated with his hands, but he never really like moved back and forward. He'd always kind of just stand still. Like Robin Williams is always moving. Like yeah. George Lopez moving. You know, everybody's like moving. Are you going to be like, I don't know like if there's any sort of like benefit from moving to sitting or standing. Well, Are you I, like getting more comfortable? Are you going to kind of slowly roll back and forth? Kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, moving around a little bit. Kind of, I don't know if it helps like, the brain move a little bit. Like you kind of like. No, definitely moving, move especially for me. I've always like, you know, because I'm not always in my wheelchair. I can uh crawl around on my knees with yeah. my disability i can still kind of yeah. maneuver on carpet and stuff so but i always find that if i'm upright and not sitting my brain just works a lot better and that's why people use standing desks and stuff yeah. um but even if i'm in my wheelchair and i'm not sedentary and i'm like moving around in my power chair there's something about movement that does help you uh think uh yeah so i wish i, I can move more yeah. but i'm afraid that when i do move on stage the wheels and this has happened to me before in different settings is like my wheels get caught in cords and I don't want something to happen. And then, you know, fucking people have to come out and help me try and fix it. And it interrupts the whole show. And then I waste my stage time. So currently, yeah, I don't, I don't move much. I'll stay sedentary in my chair or stationary. And then I'll like move around in my chair, like me physically kind of, mm -hmm. um, or I'll make hand gestures or faces or, you know, like when I do my cum joke, I roll my head back and I Yeah. I feel like doing like, that would kinda help people kinda laugh. Like you being very animatically like Italian. I do like, like to Italian be animated. Very, I do. Yeah. This is being a wheelchair, it's a little bit harder. Yeah, so, because um, I noticed that a lot. So I feel like there is like some sort of benefit from moving. Like I said, there's also some people who just sit there, you know, kinda just sit there and they just kinda have like a cum like a it's not almost like they're telling jokes, they're telling like funny stories. And that's why I kind of feel like when someone's sitting down and moving around, I feel like I'm just listening to someone tell me a funny story instead of an actual joke. Because when they sit down, it's right. more like casual, more like, okay, I think this dude's reading me a bedtime story. Like it's supposed to be funny, you know. But at least with, like with you or like if I'm Rob Williams, like I'm 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 paying attention because he's keeping me like on my toes because he's moving. Like so I'm like move, well, I'm tracking him, so I'm getting more into it than I would be just a dude just standing there. Because this is more right. Free to well, I mean, it makes sense, especially with people with AD, ADHD, right? Like you, yeah. Like you need yeah. things always happening. That's why even now you had the fucking football in the background. You always have to have something going on, which yeah. I understand. Um, even with like, I mean, people's attention spans are so short. When I'm cutting up our shorts and and yeah. for TikToks and everything, like you have to have the letters moving every two seconds, fucking zooming in on faces. It has to be so fast paced to keep just anybody's goddamn attention so yeah. that's our world now sadly people can't just like listen to stuff so i get where you're coming from and it, yeah. i mean even no matter what it does help to be animated so mm -hmm. i want to yeah i'm still working out my style with certain things it depends on the bit too you know um yeah. i think I'm, I'm animated to a degree but i'm not like robin williams level where i'm pacing well, back because on stage, no one else is robin williams so robin coke. williams is like yeah, Robin Williams was like 16. He was able to fucking move around like a 23-year-old. Like he was just moving around. He had like the energy. Like he had energized everybody. Someone shoved double A energizer batteries up his ass. And he was able just to move around. Like my favorite bit ever of Robin Williams is when he's talking about golf. 
and he literally is just so animated he does so many different like impersonations and he's moving around i'm like dude like how is like this is perfect like if i was doing all that and trying to do all those accents i know for a fucking fact i'd stir a word i'd mess up some sort of bit but i guess that's just the experience that he has i I could be but i mean he's he's one of the legends yeah yeah i mean there's a point where you get so i mean he was naturally, obviously, a funny person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, and he had that energy. But I think just over time, he was so experienced that he had the confidence and the memorization skills to just keep firing and going and pacing. And, you know, he yeah. was just that legendary comedian. He could do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, more about, see, I'm more of a George Carlin where I like to have every word memorized a certain way. Most comedians aren't like that, especially today. Most comedians, yeah. um, they have a general idea of what they're going to talk about, and they kind of mm-hmm. meander through their ideas and eventually get to their punchline or whatever. I, I'm like Carlin, where I want to have every word memorized, which is very hard. It's which, a, you're just a one-man show monologue, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of but course, because I like to do every challenging comedy, thing ever. Stand-up comedy is like almost writing a paper or writing a book that, like, having one word or missing a word can literally change an entire set like an yes. entire bit that you're pitching it can change an entire sentence of a story like it literally matters so like it is hard but the fact that you need to memorize your words is important because if you th- miss like an is or an am like you don't know like just an is in there could really get the crowd popping. with the way i so write kind of, every word matters with the way i write yeah some people yeah. like i say who just meander as long mm-hmm. as they get to their punchline. They, it doesn't really necessarily matter. And those, yeah. there's some, especially when you're telling stories, I think I might be more that way if I'm telling a longer story. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm writing and putting together uh, like bits and jokes about a topic, especially more observational yeah. stuff or whatever, and it's not a personal story, I'm more word for word. But if it's a mm-hmm. personal story, I'm, I'm going to be letting it flow a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I per and I I I'm trying. I'm obviously not as big a stand-up comedian as you are, but obviously it takes a <laughs> lot of creativity to be a stand-up comedian. And I'm worrying that you know, like I'm not trying to you know breathe down her again, but you know, with the day and age where you know creativity, like creative essays, creative, like you have using your own imagination is. I don't say it's frowned upon, but it's almost like you have to kind of follow like a set kind of like imagination like you can as long as you follow within these guidelines do you think that the, the lack of creativity that's being allowed now is like really gonna affect because I mean, we talked about this a while ago but you think that it's gonna persevere like you think comedy is still gonna be like it's still gonna you know come back at some point but do you think like do you worry that the lack of creativity that's being accepted is really gonna affect jokes like i'm afraid that if that happens that like, there's gonna well, be a lot of like water like same people just using the same jokes like there's gonna be creativity that can be like yeah it's already yeah. happened and the thing is the comedians that are actually talented have to take a risk and tell real jokes. And mm-hmm. it makes comedy kind of dangerous again. I think, I think Ari Shafir said that comedy is dangerous again. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, mm-hmm. It's dangerous and culturally, yeah, you might get canceled and blah, 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 stuff like that. But it's even kind of physically dangerous. People like Dave Chappelle <laughs> literally get yeah, attacked you got physically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's actually dangerous. Um, and it, you've known me forever. I'm not a person who shies away and I tend to go pretty no. far. Uh, but I, but I, think if I think I, it's a good thing. I think with everything you need, like even with forest fires, 
like fires have always been needed to kind of clear out certain areas and then the remains that are left make it really fertile for that soil to grow even more plentiful uh, trees and plants Mm -hmm. and things, right? So you kind of need just a fire of talentless hacks to come through Mm -hmm. and water everything down, just make everything garbage for the real comedians to, to show their talent and poke through the status quo of what is accepted. And that kind of brings everything to a whole new level. Uh, I think it's kind of needed. It's annoying to, to go through, but Mm -hmm. I think it's needed much like through everyone realizing the government is corrupt. Um, and us having to try and figure out how we're going to get past all this. It's mm-hmm. annoying and it sucks and a lot of people get hurt through it. But I think we're going to be better off because of it. And I, and I do think it does benefit being like a Santa comedian than like saying like a a voice on like a meet like on like Fox News, MSNBC. Like because at least if with when you're a Santa comedian, you're almost like your own boss. Obviously, you got to play to like the venue saying like, we don't want you because of your views. Like you obviously got to play to what the venues accept. That happened almost a lot. Helps- in recent yes. years during COVID, people, especially during yeah. like if you didn't have the vaccine or didn't want to force everyone to get the vaccine, like they yeah. just talk about cancellation, like you couldn't perform certain yeah. places. Yeah. yeah, but I think what helps though is that like even though some states you can, you'll still draw a crowd that likes your jokes. Like, mm-hmm. unless, like I said, if you work for like CNN and you voice the opinions of the jokes that you do, like literally a lot of other news teams aren't going to hire you because of that. At least with stand uh, comedy, you could go to different places and you know you're going to get a crowd because you're always going to have those people that like your jokes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to draw them. Like, so, so you're almost you're like your own boss in a way, well, you know, pending the venues. But Joe Rogan was just talking kind of, about this uh, during Sober October, that podcast with uh burt kreischer this is one of your favorites imagine calling it sober october when literally there is a whole month called october fest that's meant around beer and alcohol choose the one month to be sober when it's literally I, yeah they should do like sober alcohol. september it's yeah, even yeah. more of an ss october. yes yeah yeah, yeah, so, it's like, yeah. Right. so you know sober october hmm, what month should we do it oh the one month where it's all month of just great beer festivals yeah. that's just yeah that's like the no note november and your girlfriend is like fucking um like a uh, like a really hot porn star or something. Like no, I'm a no nut, but you know my girlfriend's like a ten out of ten. But I'm just gonna go. I'm not gonna have any sex. Right. You know, it's, it's like that makes no sense. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, talking about the the um how the venues, how you're able to kind of be your own. Oh, boss I was talking about like um, during October. October. Oh, um, Joe Rogan was talking about how about being your own boss and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they were talking about how like the importance of being independent from the Hollywood machine as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it used to be, from my understanding of what they were talking about, is that, you know, you'd have to please certain people in Hollywood. And people are still in that where they say mm-hmm. all this woke shit and tons of comedians don't believe it. Because a yeah. lot of comedians have always been contrarians and mm-hmm. we tend to think differently. That's why we are comedians, right? We're different. We're the outliers usually. So we think differently. But mm-hmm. a lot of comedians are also pussies. And they can't stand up for things they believe in. And they... You know, they want certain roles in Hollywood still. So there's a lot of still woke comedians who don't necessarily believe what they say, but they're doing it because they want to be famous and they they have this need to be loved and they want to, you know, get these big roles and stuff. And that's the way it's always been. But now comedy uh, has been more independent because of the Internet. Like Tom and uh, his wife, Christina, Tom Segura and his wife, Mm -hmm. Christina, they have their Your Mom's House uh, podcast network. And they built their own version of 
you know, Hollywood. They have their own network mm-hmm. where they don't have to rely on anybody. They, Which is they're great. independent. So yeah, yeah, comedians having independence is, I think, is so vital. And I think comedians have a vital role in society because they do. They're the ones that can speak out and say the taboo things everyone's afraid of saying. Like you said, if you're working at a news company and you voice an opinion that that mm-hmm. news company doesn't like, you can be fired and blackballed everywhere. Yeah. But if you're an independent comedian, you're and people are fans of you, you can go anywhere and still per- perform. And if you built your own podcast network, um, and people can access you through your website or elsewhere on the internet. You have independence to keep playing that vital role in society as saying things you're not supposed to say and moving thought forward in society. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a good comedian is really a modern day philosopher that can make you laugh. That's what I think. Yeah. And that's why I was yeah, always drawn to it as a child. And you're supposed to have a laugh. Like literally laughter eases pain. Like if you're going through something hard in your life, the point of a joke is not supposed to make you feel even worse. It's supposed to make you feel lighter right. because they're making fun of something that's not about you. I, like mean, they I can't tell you how many comedians themselves. got me through all my hospital yeah. stays and surgeries yeah. and depression. And yeah. I think I think you use the word independent when you talk about being like a, a comedian. But I think nowadays that like you're kind of seeing like a maybe like a, a group of comedians like not publicly, but I bet you in the darks where like like I said, I'm like being like a, a movie star or working for the media. The comedians understand like what's going like why comedy right now. I'm not saying it's gonna die forever because I know it's gonna come back. Right now, it's dying. But I think that like other comedians will feel your pain. So I feel like if you were getting like backlash because of a joke, they would almost like defend you because I feel like it's not you're most independent. It's almost like you guys are a group now because you're trying to defend your artwork. You're trying to defend your craft that is people think is like personal. Well, which there's I think the woke cowards comedians. Cowards. Who will yeah. cowards? Yeah, they will attack you in order to mm-hmm. like get praise from the right kind oh, of yeah. people they're trying to get from. There's right? always, there's, yeah, always gonna be the brown nosers. Yeah, though, the, the Judases. The, yeah, there's yeah. the Judases of the industries, and yeah. then there's the disciples that all work together, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. try and you know, pray. You know, they're like praising Jesus, right? We're all disciples yeah. of comedy, and mm-hmm. comedy is Jesus. I don't yeah. know if this metaphor works, right? But then there's like the Judases that betray the art form of comedy and other comedians yeah. and try mm-hmm. and tear yeah. down everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So but I don't think, um, I don't think it ever will there get is to a that loyalty. Point. There is a loyalty between yeah. good comedians, I'd say. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I also think, I don't think comedy is ever going to die. Cause like I said, it's one of those things where you will always get a crowd no matter where you go. Like I said, you're always going to find those fans. Like you can come to you to an Oregon. Like obviously we know Oregon's a far left state, but that doesn't mean you can't draw people that love your you know, your love, your stuff to come see you. Like that's, that's, I think one thing right to being a comedian is that well, you're always going to get an audience no matter where you go. Comedy is a human need. Depends. It's a human yeah. need, right? Well, like uh, one time yeah. we, we were at a party with a friend and, uh, you know, I was telling one, what a friend of a friend that, yeah, I'm a comedian, uh, blah, blah, blah. I've done these things. And he looked me up and saw some of my material on YouTube. And then he saw me later in the party and he was like, uh, Hey, you know, we really need people like you here. Because there's yeah. nothing like this anymore. Yeah. And we need, like in this state, we need people that aren't afraid to mm-hmm. be funny. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But it, the thing is, it is physically dangerous and I'm a cripple. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm taking a bigger risk than even some other comedians. But 
you know, yeah. it's what I do. But, I've always I mean, been this is kind of like the good part I wanted to kind of end on. I wanted to kind of, you know, end this on a good part is that like, I think what we kind of know is that like, it's the silent majority. I think a lot of people know that we need comedy. Like comedy is one of the essential, like I said, when you're upset, you don't want to watch them. They'll make you more upset. You want to ha- watch like a, a comedy. Like that's why they always tell you, like if you if you break up, watch a comedy because like you kind of forget about like you know the relationship you had. Then mm-hmm. you kind of just think about all the jokes that are in the movie. Like you watch the like fucking a girlfriend of five years breaks up with you. Oh, just pop the fucking hangover on. You know you want to watch something that kind of gets you out of that mindset just to kind of laugh and joke. And I think. That's what gets lost in like people like you that are needed today because people need to laugh. Like if well, you don't like you're, you're laughing off pain, you're laughing off anxiety, you're laughing off stress, you're laughing off anything that you're feeling personal negative in your life. But yeah, for some reason people think laughing now is like a sin, which sucks, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can say from personal experience that when enough bad things happen to you, it just becomes funny. You start to yeah. see the comedy in tragedy. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you see that, you know, everything isn't as serious necessarily as you think it is in the moment. And when mm-hmm. enough bad things happen to you, you're just like, you, you almost start comparing the bad things. Yeah. And, um, you know, like if one bad thing happens to me, I almost die and I survive it. And then a different bad thing happens to me. I'm like, oh boy, I thought that thing was bad. Now this thing is yeah. worse. And it just, yeah. it just becomes, and then you get through them all. And you survive them all. And you're like, oh, I actually made it through it all. And I can look back on it and almost laugh about that experience. I was so worried, but I actually turned out for the better. Like, you know, I I was so worried in the moment that I was going to go blind forever. And now I can actually see. Yeah, my vision isn't perfect. I see three of everything. But it's better than being completely blind. It's so weird. My my vision, for those that don't know, I have 20-20 vision, but I see three of everything. And they're not sure why the, the middle lenses one. they put in there are crooked or could be my retina's not in the right spot. But I was going completely blind. My retinas were detaching. And... But yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think, um, I think life is a comedy. Should, yeah. Another lesson that should be learned is you should not shit. Talk shit about a comedian because they do that for a living all the time. So like, it's like, I hate Pete Davidson, yeah. but it's like, I love how Pete Davidson just make fun of the fact of like himself. Like he just, he can rip himself and... I think that's what like makes a comedian so so much different than being a celebrity is that a comedian a lot of, like some of their jokes come from personal stories that cause them pain or like a, a really bad memory yet they try to use that as a joke to kind of make other people feel better about maybe situations that they're going through a celebrity like a movie star you would never hear that they want to be goody two shoes they want to act like yeah. you know like they're, like they're, well, they build a whole image get, a whole brand a whole yeah thing of i'm almost i'm superior to you yeah and the art of a comedian a real comedian is showing you their raw humanness and that we're all relatable we're all together we all go through terrible things but we can make fun of it we can get over it because we're all still here we're all still alive and we're here to talk about it right now let's have some fun this is life is supposed to be fun right even in tragedy you know laughter is one thing that can't be taken away from you. No, I can't. Right? No. Yeah. I, I've laughed through, I mean, the most darkest times in my life. That's, I mean, yeah. th- that's why there's a whole thing about like, um, like military humor, right? Like mil- mm-hmm. people usually in the military have really dark sense yeah. of the humor because they joke around in like terrifying dark situations. Yeah. I've had a lot of veterans actually comment on my standup 
saying like, hey, if you ever, you know, are touring, we have a bunch of military guys that would definitely yeah, get your brand Captain of humor. America. Yeah, go Captain America one, like in the first one, you go around and follow all the army bases. Yeah. And you're like nice iron cat old Captain America outfit with the Captain uh. the Captain America girls. Yeah, no, I think the comedians are the most like if they're gonna be like a like a celebrity or a high profile of profession that puts you in the spotlight, literally comedians are the most relatable person in the world. So like I said, literally they're big based off of their jokes are mo are some based on personal experiences that they went through. If that ain't relatable, then I don't know what is. Like, you can't relate to a fucking Robert Downey Jr. Well, I love, I mean, honestly, I mean, that's actually a bad example because you could have seen his whole background with drugs and everything. You can't relate to a Tom Cruise, you know. You can't relate to him. You can't relate to, like, a Jennifer Aniston. You know, can't, you can't relate to these high no, we were talking about earlier, I was picturing Jennifer Aniston. That's yeah. Funny. You said that, yeah. Yeah. So, but you can relate to, like, while, even though I'm not handicapped, so I could relate to you and some like and like you know heartbreak you know you may make friend you make a joke about how you know you lost some friends and I can laugh at that because like yeah I felt similar pain you know and it's it's a relatable like you kind of it's almost like a a haha I agree laugh like it's well, like it's so relatable like poke pokes holes in things that you think are serious and they yeah. show they they bring darkness to light and mm -hmm. really you can't have. Uh, light without darkness and you can't have darkness without light. You need the contrast yeah. of both. I think mm -hmm. a comedian shows you that contrast and allows you to laugh at it. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it's it's just, it's definitely a profession that's needed in society, but, that, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to get at. This turned into no. a, like an actual interview. Like you're, <laughs> like, like you're I'm on 60 minutes. <laughs> no, it's good. We had a great ending conversation yeah. here. This episode wasn't necessarily funny, but we talked about comedy. It was know? a little dark. So. It was a little sad and dark, but I, I, like I guess I wanted to save it because I wanted to kind of, you know, end on like a note where that was not necessarily good, but it's also informative to, for people to understand that, you know, like it's jokes that you, are not supposed to be personal. Like they're supposed to make you laugh. Like if you don't laugh that, like it's not also a crime for you not to laugh. Like if you don't find a joke fun, not funny, that's fine. But yeah. it's just between finding it not funny and then taking it personal. Like that, mm -hmm. and that's when that's when you kind of cross into the weird territory where why are you taking a person, especially if it's not towards you. Why? Like that's what. Say, like, I, the worst version I, of that is when a person hears a joke about another yeah. group or something, and they yeah. take it upon themselves to be offended for that other group mm -hmm. when that other group is actually laughing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Those are yeah, the like, worst kind of people. Like yeah. if I got roasted at a, if I got roasted at a like if Joe Rogan saw me. I dressed like a fucking hillbilly and he roasted me and like I was a fucking hillbilly. I'd laugh. Like, cause it's funny. Like, I'd, cause honestly, Joe Rogan probably make me laugh roasting me. So, I mean, but it's yeah, like, it's almost like comedian. A, he's not there to piss everyone off. Otherwise, no one would be watching that. Yeah, he's not there, he's to, there like, to make everyone have a good person. time. Yeah. He's yeah. not telling you you're a shitty person. He's just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a funny shirt. You look like fucking Barney. You know, like, oh, <laughs> oh fucking Barney. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, I'm going to take that personal because I'm a fucking dinosaur. You know, like, really? <laughs> what? What is this metaphor? You know, well, I'm saying, like, you know, don't take it personal. Like, if you if you get roasted, it's nothing personal. Like, uh, it's just have a laugh. Like, you don't know. People exactly. don't like know Jeff how... Ross. You know who Jeff Ross is? Who's always on yeah. the Comedy Central roast? Yeah. He, he's always talking about, like, yeah, you only roast the ones you love. Yeah. And they even had a rule on, like, a, I think it was his roast show, separate from the, like, the big roast. He had, like, actual roast show, I think. Yeah. And he would always, like, Make sure everyone hugged at the end of the roast battles, you know, like comedians. Oh, yeah. 
So it's like, yeah, like uh, I think the best kind of comedy comes out of a form of love, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to bring everyone together in that room for uh, not just a fun evening, but like, like George Carlin, I feel like he elevated everyone's thinking as well. Mm-hmm. There's different kinds of comedy. I, some like Burt Kreischer, I think, is more like you, right? Like, like literally your psychological. Oh man, Burt Kreischer yep. always wants to make everyone have come together, have a party, have a great time. And then there's other kinds of comedy like George Carlin, that's more a little more intellectual and tries to raise your consciousness, but still brings everyone together in that like. He had a whole bit about like there's a big club and you ain't in it talking about government corruption and all that stuff. Yeah. So he's like, we're all like the 99% of people and there's 1% who kind of control everything and fuck everyone over. Like, so he's bringing everyone together in that way. Yeah. Um, but I think comedy is a profession of, um, understanding and love and, um, being relatable. Yeah. No, that's why I think comedians are very misunderstood, especially nowadays with the, seriousness that people take it exactly well this was a good ending to the podcast so So i tried it like i said i wanted to save it i wanted i know it was a little dark and a little grimy and i wanted to save and i kind of wanted to give people in death because you know we are why we're trying to be a comedy podcast we would talk politics people know that you're a comedian and maybe there's people that kind of want to know the mind of michael the chairman they kind of want to know like what makes you tick as a comedian. Like, like I said, you've been getting a lot more fan, I say mail, I'm not 90 years old, fan messages, <laughs> fan messages about uh-huh. like people saying that they, they really like your work. So, I mean, I think it was just nice to kind of get a more in-depth of like a behind the scenes of what, how you work because they kind of want to understand that what makes you you when it comes to being a comedian. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'd say my main thing is that, you know, I just love making people, uh, smile and laugh i yeah, i mean if it was up yeah. to me i mean I, w- I would probably like give everyone a hug after like every audience member it take forever but i don't know i like i like spreading i have two different sides love. of me i'd say you're lover not I, a fighter i mean i think i'm definitely both i think i'm i definitely love spreading uh like cheer oh. like i'm santa i don't know yeah. I, I love spreading Cheer Love. for all to hear. What is this, Elf? Yeah. You know, I like making people happy, but I also, uh, I would say this way, this is me. I love making people happy, but I have a deep need in order to uh, stand up for what I believe in. No, which is good. Yeah. So I fight, yeah. I fight for what I think is right, and I love those who I feel need to be loved. If that makes sense, I guess. Great power comes great responsibility. Yes, I believe that's my core, truly. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay, I think this is like the fifth time I've tried to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I, I was trying to sal- you know, just trying to salvage a little bit of it, you know. Okay, we're good. All right, thanks everyone for watching. Hopefully we'll have a good Halloween episode coming in person. Ryan's coming up to Oregon, so. Yep, getting dressed good up and there. everything. Dressing yep. up. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you didn't, I understand it was not, you know, it was more of a... Funny, it was dark. It was sad. It wasn't dark. It was just more of an actual conversation. It was more of like a... Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a... It's more of just a... Yeah, a dialogue. It wasn't like a 
we're making fun of things and being but it's okay for funny. halloween we're gonna have a fun podcast so you don't have to worry about it yeah we're, we're playing a good one so yeah thanks again everyone for uh for watching you can check me out on tiktok and i don't know for how much longer i'm on my i think final warning on tiktok because i have people reporting <laughs> all of my long. videos yeah I, I don't know how much longer i'm gonna last on tiktok but uh and if you are following oh, me on tiktok you know follow me on something else because it ain't gonna last long hit the twitter hit the instagram hit the youtube anything else yeah i have all the links in the description so you follow me on that stuff we are now on uh specifically spotify for video so you can watch the video on there now which is kind of a big deal so that's cool and uh yeah sign us spotify sign us uh, we would love a deal with spotify i'm yeah. i'm kind of worried that spotify because it has some woke people there too i hope we don't have a problem no we got but... joe rogan we, no joe rogan be our our lord and savior hopefully he's our he's, yeah. he's our god and we're the we're the uh we're the disciples yes joe rogan is our comedy god joe yes rogan. and we're the disciples we're the disciples all right thanks again everyone for watching and we'll see you in the next episode